and welcome to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Martin Studio today. I'm Darren Hefty. And I'm Brian Hefty. Thanks for joining us. Today in the show, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Ag PhD Field Day that's coming up on Thursday. We'd love to have you join us. We're also able to take your questions today. If you'd like to call in, the number is 844-44-AG-PHD. That's 844-442-4743. Or you could send us an email, radio at agphd.com. We're going to get to the Ag PhD mailbag in just a minute here. Uh, before we do, I just want to tell you, again, Ag PhD Field Day, it is this Thursday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Just go to agphd.com to learn more. And by the way, I, I've been praying for great weather for a year, and I'm not saying I'm the reason, <laughs> but but I'm I'm super thankful that it looks like the weather could be the best we've ever had. Uh, but it'll be in the 60s most of the morning, 73 to 75 is all for a high, nice and sunny, a little bit of breeze to keep the bugs away. Not that we'd have bugs, we probably would kill the bugs anyway, but it, you know, it, it'll be it'll be a fun day. So anyway, that's coming up on Thursday, the Ag PhD Field Day. Right now. Let's get to the Ag PhD mailbag. It's now mailbag time with Brian and Darren. All right, plant tissue tests are up next, and and again, you can call us eight four four forty four Ag PhD if you have a question, or email us radio at agphd.com. Uh, this one came into the email box from Roger, and he said, uh, "Guys, I started taking some tissue tests now on corn. I've been trying to build up my potassium. I've been working on my sulfur." Uh, and you can see, like on the RB1 field, my K is now over 4%. Uh, each point. Oh, uh, wait, do you have soil tests? All I have is a tissue test. Uh, is it four? And didn't we talk about tests? this? This uh, we, we we talked. To, I talked we, about Roger's question last week. I we think, did a little bit, but gone. we didn't get. We didn't have the tissue test. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He had forgotten to send the tissue test. Okay, now I'm with. So you. we just were kind of talking. Um, anyway, he said they did put on 300 pounds of AMS in the fall, and he's really surprised. Oh, I see. His soil test is over four percent. Right. He's wondering why is it not also showing up on the tissue test. And he said he has not been trying to build up phosphorus, but he's been working on boron and zinc as well. And it seemed to be pretty happy on those. Uh, he said, also, make sure to tell Brian that we've started a 78-acre tile project. We got the mains in uh, this month and going to do laterals after we harvest. Yeah, so we talked about Roger's questions last week. But in terms of now that I can see this plant tissue analysis thing, yeah, the K is pretty low. But I guess what I had said last week is if you haven't had lots of rain, then you have to be thinking about this all the time. We all the time we do in the Western Corn Belt because we often are in the situation where we don't have enough rain. The only way to counteract that is to have more nutrients sitting there in the soil. So that's why a lot of times we'll say, all right, at a bare minimum, 4% base saturation K, that's what I know I got to have. But if I want to have my tissue levels be better in a dry year, then I got to bump that a little bit more. That's where like on our farm now, we're going to six or 7%. So I'm not saying you have to spend a zillion dollars here either. I just want you to think about this for everybody listening today. With K, unless you have a light soil. So if it's a light soil, we'll, we'll talk about your ground separately. What we're talking about here is Heavy soil, that's what I deal with predominantly. It's heavy ground, and we're froze at least five months out of the year typically. Plus, we have almost no rain. So our K is never going away, or it's not leaching away ever. So I can put, I can build my K levels, and then I just maintain. 
so when you hear me say six or seven percent base saturation K, and let's say your soils are to one or two percent, you go, oh my gosh, Brian, you want me to spend five hundred dollars on K or three hundred or whatever? Well, look, yeah, one time, or just be in a build program till you get to that level. And once you get to that level, all you have to do is maintain after that. And worst case scenario, you can always mine that back out. Before our dad retired from farming, he mined out his fertilizer. Now, I obviously wasn't happy about that because I was one of the guys that got to farm the ground after him. But the point is, he's like, hey, I've invested all this money over time. I'm going to be retiring soon. So I'm going to pull some of that money back out. You can do that. So just keep that in mind that it, it's not like you're throwing money away. It's a long-term investment when you talk about P and K and some of these nutrients that aren't going to move in the soil. Thanks for the question. Really appreciate that. This one comes in from Kyle in Western Nebraska. Kyle says, love listening to your radio show. I've got corn that just started pollinating. Most of the most of the plant is a beautiful green color, but the last two new leaves are more yellow than I would like. Now, looking at deficiency photos, it looks like it could be either manganese or sulfur. This corn's under pivot, so I'm thinking about applying a quart of chelated manganese two or three gallons of ammonium thiosulfate, and three gallons of 32%. My two questions are, am I too late in the season for this? And is it dangerous to apply these products during pollination? I don't think the pollination thing is going to be an issue. But in terms of being too late, by the time you see nutrient deficiencies, just understand you've already lost some yield. So we can't recover that yield that's already lost. Uh, do you still need some manganese and sulfur and, and nitrogen later in the year? Yes, you definitely do. Oh, and to come back to when I said it's, I'm not worried about it during pollination. We've done similar things during pollination. When you put it on with water, think about even if you run a tenth of an inch, you're talking thousands of gallons of water per acre. So you've really watered it down. So in other words, very little getting in the plant directly most all of it is going to end up down on the ground or in the ground, and that's great. That's exactly what you want. I, I would just say this, though. When you say it's yellow at the top, could be manganese, could be sulfur. Look, I've, I've screwed this up before myself where I thought it was sulfur. turned out to be zinc. So I just encourage you. Get a plant tissue analysis anytime you see anything that looks wrong in the field just to confirm what you've got. Now, sure, there are simple ones where, oh, if it's the lower leaves on the plant and the yellowing is around the edges of the leaves, well, that's obviously potassium deficiency. That's the only thing that can cause that. I mean, so there are some things where I don't need a tissue test, but those upper leaves, I find it personally and Maybe I'm just not that smart, but maybe, I, I, well, I'll just say I find it really challenging to tell the difference between manganese deficiency, sulfur deficiency, zinc deficiency. They all cause yellowing at the top of the plant. Sometimes it's kind of striping, blotchy, whatever. So just tissue test first to confirm it. Listening to Ag PhD Radio. We'll be right back after this. Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com. 
Introducing our most advanced technology from Hypro, the 9915 series diaphragm pumps. Upgraded with corrosion-resistant materials and a multi-piston design to work longer and harder in any condition. Hypro, right on technology, right on target. When it comes to mites in your field, you can't afford a solution that might work. That's why there's Zealpro Miticide from Valent USA. With next-level knockdown and long residual control, you can be sure to handle spider mites at all stages of life with complete certainty. With efficient translaminar activity, apply by ground or air, and confidently attack mites where they are. Make Zealpro the definitive answer to your mite problem. Visit valent.com slash zealpro to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions. Corn rootworms are called the billion-dollar bug for a reason. If you don't control the adult populations now, their offspring will cost you later. Labeled for field corn and seed corn, Steward EC Insecticide from FMC offers a unique mode of action that delivers fast and long-lasting residual control of corn rootworm beetles and other tough insects. That proven chemistry makes it an excellent fit in integrated pest management and insect resistance management programs. And with less effect on beneficials than many traditional chemistries, Steward EC Insecticide reduces your risk of creating other pest issues like flaring spider mites. Choose Steward EC Insecticide from FMC. Visit your FMC retailer or ag.fmc.com to learn more. Always read and follow label directions and precautions for use. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. And oh man, we are just two days away from the Ag PhD field. I'm super, super excited about it. There's going to be so much to see, and that's why we're doing a little preview of some of the things you'll see at the field day. So you kind of can start marking your schedule down of, oh, I want to make sure I stop by and talk to these folks about that. We'll start off with Valent. We've got Christine too with us right now. How are you doing, Christine? Hey, I'm doing well. Glad to be here. All right, Valen's got a lot going on. I know we've had a lot of attention about what you're doing in the natural and biological type product market. Of course, everybody is familiar with some of the great herbicides. We've been talking about uh, Zeal Pro quite a bit with some of the mite issues going on. I don't even know how you're going to focus, Christine. What, are there a few things that you are going to be able to focus on that day, or are you just going to go at the whole gamut? You know, we've got some really good plots that are going to help us stay focused, but really whatever a grower uh, has on their mind, we're happy to visit about too. You know, you look at the year that we've had in 2022, and it's really been variable as you head across the country. So I'm sure you are going to get a variety of questions. Uh, what are some of the newer things that, that you're going to be talking about? You know, the newest thing that Valent is bringing for field day this year is Maverick Corn Herbicide. That's, we were excited to announce it last week. We've got EPA registration, and with three modes of action, gives growers a lot of flexibility, whether they're doing pre-plants or need to do something once they've got corn emerged. You know, that is very fortunate. I know we've I been we've, we've been talking to uh, uh, Trevor Dale about this for a little while, too, and he's like, man, what are the odds that we'll get this before your field day so we can share this with everybody? Uh, it is exciting, and we talk about multiple modes of action and how important that is all the time, but that timing flexibility of when you can apply this product is pretty exciting, too. 
It is, and especially as we hear more about water hemp and palmer and those annual grasses, you know, more and more growers are really having to battle those weeds. And, you know, the active ingredients on Maverick are going to sound familiar, but it is that combination that really raises the bar on what a grower can do in terms of flexibility with spraying. Yeah, that that is a big deal, and and like you say, there there are some proven modes of action out there, but putting them all together in one application and and with one product like this is is awfully nice for for a farmer's convenience. You know, we we see the same thing on the soybean side. You you've been putting together modes of action that are pretty powerful, and boy, those pre's really look good this year. And Brian never disappoints Christine in your plots. He provides the weeds on his ground, so you get some nice. <laughs> checks out there and a challenge it's not going to be easy for you you're going to have to kill a lot of pigweed to look good hey you know what we are up to the challenge and when it comes to getting that season-long control get your beans through canopy whether you know you choose one of the fierce formulations and then follow it up with perpetuo we're going to do everything we can to uh to meet the match for uh, Brian's weeds. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're talking with Christine, too, here with Valent. Christine, look forward to seeing you here in just a couple of days. It's going to be pretty exciting. It's going to be great, Brian. It's actually my first hefty field day. I am coming up from Missouri for it and looking forward to the show. Outstanding. Sounds great, Christine. Well, drive drive careful. We uh, we look forward to seeing you. Let's head a little north. we got Ryan Hunt with FMC on next. Uh, Ryan, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. You know, there's there's so many things. I know you've got a root pit that's in the FMC area, which is always kind of fun to see what's going on below ground. Uh, what are some of the other things that I know that one's going to draw people in for sure? What What are some of the other things you want to make sure to see in the FMC area? Yeah, so there's that. Um, there's going to be a nice little burn down demonstration, kind of a you know roundup on its own, roundup with aim. Roundup with AIM and Panaflex, just kind of showing you how much more you can get out of that burn down, adding more chemistries and modes of action. Um, the other thing that a lot of people like to see, and it's still kind of newer technology, is the uh, the Thrive 3D system for the foam at plant application of our insecticides and fungicides. Um, the, the nice little planter addition to, if you're not set up, you know, to put fertilizer down when you're planting your corn, you can throw these Thrive systems on. I think one of your, you or Brian's personal planters has one on it. We'll be there to look at, and then we'll have a, a demo unit as well, so you can actually see it in action and how that foam comes out to the furrow and everything right there on that, too. So that's always kind of neat and draws people in. Yeah, I agree, Ryan. That's one that we get. Well, and here's one of the cool things with our with our show. I know there's some things that we're doing on our farm that maybe a majority of people aren't doing yet. And the Thrive system would certainly be one. It's not on a majority of planters out there. It's really growing, but uh, got a long ways to go. And uh, growers are excited about seeing things like that. Man, I've heard about this system that you can plant so many acres. That's the thing that I really like about it too, that you aren't stopping like every uh, field to to reload. You fell once per day or depending on who's driving, maybe once every couple of days and you can just plant and plant and plant. And that's really nice. Yep. That's a great part of it. It's an enclosed system. You know, you can do about 500 acres in a day with it before you have to reload. Um, you know, and every year we, uh, we, we've been selling out the last three years of as many as we can produce. So there's more and more out there, but they're still not 
they're still not widespread, but there's going to be more. So if someone's interested, they can come see that right in action there. Hopefully you aren't going to sell them the one right off our planter, Ryan. That would be no good. <laughs> but, okay, yeah. the other thing is Zyway. That's that's probably another big one. I know you're going to get a lot of questions about that this year. I've already heard from growers that are coming that say, man, I'm going to stop in and talk with FMC folks about this because it's, it's a noticeable difference out in a lot of fields this year where guys have had some disease pressure. Yeah, for sure. You know, getting it down there at plant and in the plant and it moves through it's taken up by those roots all year long and it does really good um i'm actually on my way down right now uh i'm gonna be staying the night in brookings and going out to sdsu's plots here in the morning to do a little root dig on some of the zyway so hopefully we'll have some good good fresh roots there on thursday to show you that uh what the university did and the differences we're seeing there too along with what's actually in your plots as well Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to, and, and of course, with the root pit here, uh, hopefully the roots all look great and, and everything, but it is really good to get people looking below the ground. And especially when you get products like this that that uh, are making a difference out there, something growers haven't had access to before. Speaking with Ryan Hunt here with FMC, tons to see in the FMC area at the Ag PhD Field Day. Ryan, uh, drive careful. Look forward to seeing you in a couple of days. All right. Thanks for having us. You know, Brian, you mentioned that root pit, and I know that's another thing on our show that oftentimes guys will say, man, I see you guys digging these root pits, and, and what is what is really involved in that, and what can you learn? Man, we've learned so many things uh, looking below well, ground. It, it it's really a pretty simple job. You just dig a hole, and preferably you do it out in your field somewhere, not just on the end rows. But, yeah, you're, you don't know exactly what you're going to learn until you do it. So for us, one of the biggest things we found as soon as we started digging root pits 20-plus years ago was compaction issues. You can see where root growth is. It also helps you just understand your soil a little bit more, too. We've got some fairly deep soils, but we also have some that aren't deep at all. They're really shallow. Now, that in in some way, though, inspired us to start working on some practices to build new topsoil. And there are ways to do that, and we've been able to do that over time. So it's I, I don't know what you're going to learn from it. I don't know what I'm going to learn just even looking at the root pit at the field day here in a couple of days. Well, actually, I'll go through it tomorrow. But I, I don't know what I'm going to learn, but I'm guessing I'm going to learn something. It's just for a lot of us as farmers, we're, we're visual learners. And when you see it, something just snaps and you go, oh, now I get it. I understand this concept now, or I see what I need to do. And yeah, it's great that you'll be able to see this kind of stuff at the field day. But one of the big things I always tell people is part of the reason we do the field day, and the main reason why, number one, is we want to say thank you to you for listening to our radio show. Thank you for watching us on Ag PhD TV. But beyond that, a secondary thing is what we're hoping to do is inspire you to make positive changes on your farm. Now, I'm not going to say that we know how to farm necessarily any better than you do, but we've got a lot of different practices we're doing. We involve a lot of great other farmers across the United States who will be at the field day talking about their things that they do on their farms to improve yields and profitability. And hopefully you pick up, just even if you pick up one or two things during the day, it can be tremendously valuable for your operation. We'll talk a little more about the Ag PhD Field Day and get to more of your questions right after this. 
Stop wasting time and money with obsolete adjuvants and foliar fertilizers. High-yielding crops require high-performing multifunctional products like the Fulltech Adjuvant Cube and Impulse from Spraytech. Contact your local retailer or visit Spraytech.com for more information. Get an extra semi-load out of your grain bin. The end zone from Farm Shop MFG can increase your stored beans moisture from 10 to 13%. On a 20,000 bushel bin, that's a free extra semi-load. Visit FarmShopMFG.com for more. When it comes to mites in your field, you can't afford a solution that might work. That's why there's Zealpro Miticide from Valent USA. With next level knockdown and long residual control, you can be sure to handle spider mites at all stages of life with complete certainty. With efficient translaminar activity, apply by ground or air, and confidently attack mites where they are. Make Zealpro the definitive answer to your mite problem. Visit valent.com slash zealpro to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions. Be sure to attend the 2022 Ag PhD Field Day. I'm Darren Hefty. The Ag PhD Field Day isn't until the last Thursday in July, but we invite you to mark your calendars today for our biggest event ever. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we invite you to attend the Ag PhD Field Day. The reason we invite farmers from across the country and around the world to our farm each summer is to say thank you. Ag PhD TV has had a brand new episode each week for 24 years, and we've been doing a radio show almost as long as well. At this year's Ag PhD Field Day, we'll have way more equipment and equipment demonstrations than we've ever had before. We've got a lot of new technologies we'll put into our research plots on site, and we'll have great family entertainment, including a kids area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and free food and drinks all throughout the day. Please go to agphd.com to learn more, and don't forget to join us on Thursday, July 28th for the free Ag PhD Field Day. Compromise is nice if you're at the playground or scouring yard sales, but farmers know better that middle grounds have no winner. That's why there's Revitech fungicide, fast-acting and long-lasting, preventative and curative, disease control and stress reduction. So leave the settling to little Tommy at the seesaw, an old bargain bill, and take your full prize in yields with Revitech fungicide for uncompromised performance. Always read and follow label directions. AgroLiquid is precision crop nutrition. That means being committed to product performance, to research and field testing, and to superior agronomics. Most of all, AgroLiquid is committed to delivering precisely the right nutrition in the right way including seed-safe planter plus side dress applications and foliar applications with low burn risk. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Welcome back to Ag PhD Radio. Brian Hefty here along with my brother Darren. We're live in the Morton studio just talking a little about the Ag PhD Field Day. Again, it's this Thursday, so just a couple of days, Thursday, July 28th. It's always the last Thursday in July, by the way. If you want to mark that on your calendars in the future as well, you can go to agphd.com to learn more about our field day. You can also, if you would like to, during the show today, give us a call if you've got any questions for us about the field day or anything else that's happening on your farm. Our number here is 844-44-AG-PHD. Or send us an email, radio at agphd.com. We're going to get back to your questions in the Ag PhD mailbag in just a little bit. Right now we've got John Verhelst on. He is with Corteva. Hey, John, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. All right, so I just heard this morning, John, that Resicor XL got 
final label. Is that right? Is it final federal label now? Yeah. Well, the, what the exciting piece about it, Ryan, is last year uh, the the unveiling of the Resicor XL name uh, came at Egg PhD Field Day, and and once you know it, the the week of Egg PhD <laughs> Field Day in 2022, we get federal uh, registration approved. So. Uh, uh, one year from name or name launch, we, we get a, a full federal label uh, and an opportunity to talk to growers about another uh, excellent corn herbicide now, option for them this and, next season. Now, that does bring up kind of an interesting point, just talking about how long it takes to develop some of these products. Because, I mean, obviously, you guys have been working in this for years, and then you announce a name. It's a whole year later before you get federal registration, and you don't have state registration yet, I assume, in many states. So that's going to take a little more time. I mean, talk to us a little about the frustration of you have something great and it takes a really long time to get that out into the marketplace. Yeah, certainly. And we wish to get growers access to innovation quickly, right? right. That's, a, that's something as Corteva and as the industry, we want to continue to put in front of folks, right? You have real timely issues that you all as growers are trying to fix and manage we're we're hopeful that throughout the process and as we continue to be advocates for agriculture moving forward, we can continue to find ways to streamline these processes to, to get tools and innovation quicker. Like you mentioned uh, in a year's time frame, what, what it took in it to to get from a name to a, a federal registration. We're, we're really hoping and looking for ways and talking with agencies and folks to understand how we can streamline that to be more effective to get producers that are listening to the show better technology quicker. Yeah, but the good news is when you talk about those tools and innovations and technology and everything, uh, there's a lot of great stuff here right now. And so what what else, when a farmer will come to the field day, is he going to learn if he goes over and talks to the people with Corteva? Yeah, well, I appreciate the question, Brian. The, the biggest piece that we'll have out there, so a, a great opportunity to learn about Resicor XL. Federal registration means we can talk about it's extended application window, 24-inch tall corn, uh, different use rates based off of use patterns. So go check out the Corteva tent. You'll, you'll get an opportunity to see Resicor XL, talk about how it can fit your farm, how you can get that increased uh, application time, tank mix flexibility with different products. That'll be one of the mainstays at the Corteva tent is to talk about Resicor XL and opportunities that we have with that true uh extension uh, and change to the formulation with micro encapsulation for crop safety. Uh, just a really good opportunity to learn more about that product. Also at our plot, uh, we'll have uh, Corteva's initial entrance into the, the biological space. So uh, we've got a product, uh, nitrogen fixation uh, biological called Utricia N. Uh, Utricia will be on display uh, for folks to have a conversation around uh, do they need uh, uh, supplemental nitrogen or opportunities to, to get uh, nitrogen fixed in corn, soybeans, uh, wheat, et cetera? So Utricia N, uh, our biological product, would love to have a conversation there. Uh, our cereals portfolio, we, we continue to innovate in the industry, the, the cereals space. We, we certainly lead or, or at the top of the pack for options in, in cereals, and we just continue to add products. Uh, this year was uh, really Resivant's. Uh, first launch, so a couple uh, new spaces for us in that arena for Group One grass control in our portfolio. Uh, so corn, uh, soybeans with our enlist fields or our enlist system, enlist in corn and soybeans. But we'll have corn options, soybean options, biological options, 
material options. Lots to see if the courts have a tent. Would ask uh, and invite folks to stop in. We'll have plenty of folks on staff to, to answer questions and get you relevant info to your operations. All right. Again, we've been talking with John Verhels with Corteva. John, thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. See you in a couple of days. Thanks a lot, Brian. Uh, good luck, and we'll see you then. Yep. So one of the things when we have this big Ag PhD field day, we try to look at a lot of different companies in agriculture, and we are testing their products on our farm. And then we invite those people to come in and have a tent and talk about their stuff as well, in addition to us talking about it, just to add more to the conversation. So if you've never been to the field day before, it's a pretty unique event. It's just a one-day thing that's coming up this Thursday. All right. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines. Got Andy McNair on with Pentair right now to talk a little bit about what we're going to see there. Andy, how you doing? Yep. Are you there, Andy? All right. Well, we'll try to get Andy back on, but I I, I was mentioning about the field day and just being able to not only test things out ourselves, but then also have some of these companies working together in some cases with some of the companies to even get a hold of some products that aren't labeled yet. So in some cases we have crop destruct and different requirements we have to go through in order to be able to test things. And then we get the chance to look at a lot of new technologies that, I mean, there's no labeling issue or anything else, but just new things that we think could help us on the farm, like some of the things that Pentair has had in the past. All right. Uh, try again. Here we got Andy McNair on with Pentair. Andy, how you doing? Oh, well, think, we, you know, honestly, I, I've been complaining to people about this lately, Darren, but I think I had better cell phone service three years ago than I do today. I'm constantly, not necessarily dropping calls, but while I'm on the phone, people are cutting out, I'm cutting out. It's a little bit frustrating. So we were talking about great new technology in agriculture. Fortunately, our technology in agriculture, I feel like, works better than my cell phone right. does lately. All right. We All got right, Andy, Andy on. I, I'm here. Can you hear me now? Oh, there we go. Now now we got you. All right. So uh, in the Pentair booth, you've got a tough history to live up to, Andy, because you've had some awesome product launches like the 3D nozzle. Uh, last year, you had a really cool black light demonstration showing coverage on leaves. You've had some fantastic stuff. Uh, what, do, what do we expect to see this year? Well, at the field day this year, we're going to be launching uh, two ISOBUS individual nozzle control systems uh, that will allow growers to implement uh, precision control on their sprayer. Um, so the, the first product is going to be called our, our ProStopy Single, uh, individually actuated nozzle body with a 5-way turret. And it's based on 12-volt ball valve design, which allows you for high rates for, for liquid fertilizers, uh, up to about two gallons a minute per nozzle body, uh, but it also provides a long life in the field. And so these uh, these new ProStop E singles can be paired with our ISOBUS system that allows growers to implement a full individual nozzle control system uh, on any ISOBUS compliant tractor or sprayer. So you know, it's a good way to add precision onto a existing piece of equipment. We've got farmers at our field day, Andy. We've also got some non-farmers and some landowners that have been retired from farming for a while. You just talked over all their heads. <laughs> They're like, whoa, that's some high-tech stuff that farmers are using today. But that's not all. What about the dual system? 
Uh, so the, the, there's another product we'll be debuting at Field Day as well called ProStop E-Dual. And so just like the ProStop E-Single nozzle body, uh, this will have two valves uh, in each nozzle body that allows you to not uh, actuate either nozzle A, nozzle B, or nozzle A and B at the same time. And so this allows you to switch between a smaller nozzle and a bigger nozzle uh, based on the speed of your sprayer. So that helps you keep your droplet size uh, consistent throughout the field, no matter what your speed is. And it really allows you peace of mind where you're not uh, having to keep an eye on your pressure gauge and keep an eye on your speed. Uh, you can just concentrate on driving. Well, I think so for anybody anybody listening, Andy, that's th- saying, oh, no, I think everything's pretty good on my farm. You hear about new advancements like this, and you say, oh, my goodness, I got to come to the Ag PhD field and stop in the Penta area and see what they can do for my sprayer and my operation. Andy, look forward to seeing you here in a couple of days. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's planting season. Race against the clock season. Mistakes can't happen season. And no one helps you face it all like John Deere. Putting technology in your hands that gets you in and out of the field faster. That makes your spacing and depth more accurate. And that gives you the confidence that this season will be your best season. See what you have to gain at johndeere.com slash gain ground. Your ripper is likely leaving 40% of the subsoil undisturbed. Hi, Greg Souter from 360 Yield Center. Dig behind your ripper and you'll see compacted mounds of soil left between the shanks. Traditional points just can't fracture the complete soil profile. 360 bullet ripper points are berm busters. The bullet's wide 14 inch wing shatters the full soil profile for better water infiltration and root access to nutrients. Get the full story at 360yieldcenter.com. Be sure to attend the 2022 Ag PhD Field Day. I'm Darren Hefty. The Ag PhD Field Day isn't until the last Thursday in July, but we invite you to mark your calendars today for our biggest event ever. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we invite you to attend the Ag PhD Field Day. The reason we invite farmers from across the country and around the world to our farm each summer is to say thank you. Ag PhD TV has had a brand new episode each week for 24 years, and we've been doing a radio show almost as long as well. At this year's Ag PhD Field Day, we'll have way more equipment and equipment demonstrations than we've ever had before. We've got a lot of new technologies we'll put into our research plots on site, and we'll have great family entertainment, including a kid's area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and free food and drinks all throughout the day. Please go to agphd.com to learn more, and don't forget to join us on Thursday, July 28th for the free Ag PhD Field Day. It takes balance to be successful in farming, because what you get out of it depends on what you put in, and Corteva AgriScience gets that. Introducing Nutricia and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer, a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting Corteva.us. What's new from New Farm? Leopard Herbicide brings you exceptional planting flexibility for soybeans, field corn, and cotton. Leopard provides your spray plans with a fall or early spring option to boost resistance management. And did we mention it's a highly compatible tank mix partner due to its ultra-low use rate? 
ask your dealer for Leopard Herbicide. Available for fall. New equipment, new technology, new products, lots of different crops. So much to see at this year's Ag PhD Field Day. We're giving you a field day preview on today's program. We're broadcasting from the Morton studio and taking your calls and questions throughout the show at 844-44-AG-PHD. Or you can email us, radio at agphd.com. Let's head back to uh, another another uh, exciting booth that you're going to see at the Ag PhD Field Day. It's TopCon, and we've got Ryan Peeper with us right now. Ryan, how you doing? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having us on. You bet. So, what what are we going to see in the TopCon area this year? Well, I tell you, we've spent a lot of time just in the past year. I think this is our third year at at the Ag PhD show, and and this year you may see that you know we've spent a lot of time building. A lot of the sensors that, uh, you know, may be on a grower's farm, you may not know it. Uh, a lot of TopCon products go out with, with our, our OEM customers, and a lot of our grower customers have our technology on the farm and, and may not even know it. So I think this year something you'll see is some of these old sensors and things that we've had out in the market for several years are now getting built into aftermarket solutions. And what I mean by that is... You know, several solutions we'll have on display, including our, our smart grain cart, which would have our Digistar load cells underneath it and our indicator. We'll have our, our crop spec, uh, which is our crop uh, biomass sensor or a NDVI type sensor for variable rate nitrogen. Um, we'll have our harvest solutions on display uh, with yield monitoring. Um, and one that we're really excited about that we'll have in the plot out here is our tillage depth control system. So we've taken that uh, legacy of our NORAC spray boom height system and put that into a tillage tool. And we actually have where it was used here in the plot, and we'll be able to show some some results with that. So lots of things to, to show and talk about, um, you know, trying to just solve some problems with some growers, trying to save on some input costs with these crazy, crazy fertilizer prices and really see what we can do to, to help a few of these grower customers come come through and, you know, deliver a little bit more profitability. So. Well, you know the old saying, Ryan, if you can't measure it, it's really hard to manage it. And I, you I talk use that about, one a lot. <laughs> yeah, you talk about measuring almost everything that we're doing on the farm. And uh, I, I think it's great because I, I know a lot of farmers would say, well, who is your toughest critic? Well, uh, my parents or my grandparents that farmed before me, they, they were hard on me about anything I wanted to change. Well, here you go. You got all the data you want and you can be your own critic and you can make judgments of, hey, are we getting better? Are we not are we not doing as good? And are we saving money here? Are we wasting money on fertilizer we don't need or, or other things going on? It, it's fantastic. No, you're absolutely right. What we tried to do uh, with all of that sensor data, to your point, in measuring all these data layers that are available for growers and their trusted advisors to make decisions with now, we actually bring that in uh, to a brand agnostic platform where growers can view that data and try to make that next profitable decision with it. So we'll have uh, our product manager for our TAP, our TopCon Agriculture platform, uh, on display and showing da- showing growers how either they can take a look at their data or share that data with their trusted advisor and hopefully go make that next decision from that measurement they took. 
Yeah, it's it's neat because there there's some of these different things that you're measuring that we haven't had the ability to measure before, or at least most farms haven't even tried to measure before. So it, it's it's very interesting, and I'd strongly recommend for anybody listening that is is saying, "Man, I'm going to come to the field day this year." Make sure you stop at TopCon and talk to him a little bit about some of these technologies. Visiting with Ryan Peeper here, just a little bit, just giving you a brief overview of what there is, but but there's so much more to see. Ryan, thank you so much. Really appreciate having on and look forward to seeing you in a couple days sounds good thanks again you bet uh, speaking of another company that's got some tremendous technology, I've got Ben C's with us right now with Raven. And Ben, I, I don't know, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, but Raven's just a couple miles down the road from our farm. And last night on the drive home, I saw autonomous vehicles running out in the Raven area. And I thought, huh, I'm probably going to see those in just a little bit up at the Ag PhD field day. Yeah, we're excited to bring the equipment up there again this year. Uh, last year was our first year of doing that, and uh, it was a huge success. We had a lot of uh, traffic by our fully autonomous platform, OmniPower, and uh, we had our OmniDrive system uh, that, got a, that got a huge response. We had a lot of people waiting to get ride and drives, and we're going to be doing that again this year as well. Yeah, it is. It is really cool stuff, and there there are so many things that you're working on, Ben. I I don't even know. Uh, I, I'm sure there's dozens that you can't even talk about yet. What are some of the things that growers would say? Man, I haven't seen that before, or I didn't realize Raven was behind that. You know, we're always working on the uh, the next best thing or the next thing that uh, farmers are are trying to solve the problems they're trying to solve and. And we take a lot of pride in our technology in being able to do that. Um, you, you did say it. There's a lot of things that we are working on that we can't uh, get too deep into. Um, but we're working on things that uh, both from that's already in the market already that Raven may not have that's helping, um, you know, C&H and other OEMs to further advance and further put uh, profitability in the, in the farmer's pockets. Um, but they're also working on brand new technologies that nobody has ever seen before. And that's what's really exciting about uh, some of our technology and, and helping farmers solve problems. Yeah, we see so many good people uh, uh, working in Raven that are trying to develop that next thing. And, and when we stop in the, the booth there, I'm certain you're going to have a ton of folks there to help answer a lot of these questions. Yeah, and, and something outside of our autonomous equipment that we've got showcased there, we're going to have a a brand new uh, command center. We had our second generation command center last year, and uh, at the, the the field day there, uh, we we made a, a large investment in a brand new fold down side command center with uh, you know video monitors that we can show our content. Uh, it's a very inviting space. We we made some great improvements based upon feedback from those shows. You know your show as well as other shows throughout the the, the U.S. and we've we've really we're really proud to showcase this command center. This will be the very first show that we uh, showcase this uh, command center in, and and we're looking to get some great feedback from that. Well, we're expecting to have just an amazing day. It's supposed to be in the 70s and sunny all day. It should be perfect weather to, to showcase uh, a lot of things that the Raven's bringing to the show and others. We're speaking with Ben C's here with Raven right now. Ben, thank you so much. We really appreciate having you on. Thanks for having me. Brian, I had a, 
not everything goes great down the farm sometimes and and got one You're of those me. emails that came in from Ryan here. He said, guys, uh, yeah, this plot of corn got planted in early June in West Central Illinois, which is not ideal. Uh, got 150 pounds in on it planting. It was no-tilled in, but unfortunately we couldn't get back in until the weeds were knee-high. Mm. Mainly it was millet and smartweed, and we sprayed it out with Roundup and Atrazine, uh, but I'm just wondering, you can see the field looks really yellow, and I'm sure if you're listening to the show, you, you know what he's talking about when you had weeds get away in an area. He said, I, I'm just wondering, we've got decent organic matter, 2.8%, heavy ground, 33 CEC, and a neutral pH. Uh, we've been really dry, but I'm wondering, could moisture be part of this? Why that corn's so slow, or is it mainly due to the weeds? Mainly and due to the weeds. Do we still have a shot at raising a decent crop now that we got the weeds gone? No. No, I I hate to say it, but no, there's so if you were normally a say you're normally a 225 bushel corn grower, what would you expect in that field now? Would you expect 150? Would you expect less than that? Uh, I don't know, 50. Yeah, I mean it's it's really 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 bad. So he he mentioned moisture or something. I don't remember what the word was exactly, but I just see standing water here. I mean drainage is huge. If you've got heavy soil and you're trying to no-till, that's impossible to do in my experience anyway without drain tile if you're in an area that gets some decent rains. So that's the first thing that I would invest in in that field. And in the future, this is just one of the things, this was an old rule we had. We would not plant the crop unless the herbicide was down. And I'm not talking about just a burn down. I'm talking about fantastic residual. So worst case scenario, if it rains every day for a month straight, we at least can sleep at night because the weeds were under control and are still under control. So in the future, I, I mean, you, you can obviously do whatever you want, but that's that's the motto I would adopt is don't plant until everything's dead and you got residual herbicide out there. Talking a little about the Ag PhD field day and diving back into the Ag PhD mailbag right after this. At Corteva AgriScience, we want to keep farms healthy and productive, today and tomorrow. That's why we're investing in a robust pipeline of naturally derived biologicals. Meet Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer. It's a sustainable nitrogen fixation product that facilitates crop growth and optimizes yield potential. With the fluctuation in fertilizer prices, Utricia N is a reliable solution. It can be used alongside your traditional nitrogen program to enhance your ROI this year. For more information, visit Corteva.us. There's a new kind of crop protection in your territory, and it's always on the hunt. Howler Fungicide unleashes multiple modes of action for proven, broad-spectrum protection against soil-borne and foliar diseases. Start protecting your territory at agbiome.com howler. With superior materials, craftsmanship, and best-in-class warranty, a Morton machine storage or workshop is built to stand the test of time. To learn how we can help you expand your farm operation, visit mortonbuildings.com. Be sure to attend the 2022 Ag PhD Field Day. I'm Darren Hefty. The Ag PhD Field Day isn't until the last Thursday in July, but we invite you to mark your calendars today for our biggest event ever. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we invite you to attend the Ag PhD Field Day. The reason we invite farmers from across the country and around the world to our farm each summer is to say thank you. Ag PhD TV has had a brand new episode each week for 24 years, and we've been doing a radio show almost as long as well. 
At this year's Ag PhD Field Day, we'll have way more equipment and equipment demonstrations than we've ever had before. We've got a lot of new technologies we'll put into our research plots on site, and we'll have great family entertainment, including a kid's area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and free food and drinks all throughout the day. Please go to agphd.com to learn more, and don't forget to join us on Thursday, July 28th for the free Ag PhD Field Day. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Growing up on the farm, I woke up as early as mom and dad. I put as many hours on the tractor, changed as many teeth on the tiller as my brothers. It doesn't matter if you're young or old, man or woman. When there's work to be done, you put your boots on and you do it. I do that on my farm and in my job at Case IH. My name is Kelsey, I'm a farmer, and I work for Case IH. Case IH, built by farmers. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. We're broadcasting from the Morton studio today, but in a couple of days, it's the Ag PhD field day, and we are so excited to get outside, get into some of these plots, and see some of this new equipment, too. I've got John Petty go around with us right now with Demco. John, how are you doing? Hey, good afternoon. We're doing great. You know, I've been I've been watching some of this equipment coming in for the field day, and I'm like, man, this is so cool. I, I'm pretty sure I could use a whole week to get around some of this and ask all the questions. But uh, what do you guys have? What's what's new? What are you going to be showing off this year? Yeah, you know, first off, thanks for having me on this afternoon. Looks like the weather is shaping up. Couldn't have handpicked, uh, you know, better weather uh, for the for the show on Thursday. A little wet yesterday, but that's okay. You know, for us, uh, we've got a lot of new equipment this year. You know, like most years, a little bit of everything. Um, got a couple new sprayers to show off, a brand new grain cart that we're going to unveil. Um, it'll actually be two new models, one of which we'll have at the show. Um, one that it's it's a new grain cart for us in a size we've never had before. So super excited to penetrate that market. Um, on the semi-trailer side, we're going to have a variety of products, a uh, couple steel grain trailers, drop deck trailer, a side dump, uh, which is something new. Uh, we haven't necessarily had it at Hefty in the past, so just excited to uh, have a strong day on Thursday and visit with a lot of different people from all over the country. Yeah, I, I've just been surprised, John. I did not realize how many of the, the grain trailers that Demco markets and, and the side dump now, too, just talking to, to livestock producers and, and farmers, there, there's a need for all these things, and, and there's a bigger market than I really understood. Uh, talk to us about what makes Demco just a little bit different. Yeah, for us, you know, we've been in the steel grain trailer industry for many years. Um, it's a market that, you know, really goes – west coast to east coast especially down in the south and we use them up north in wisconsin as well um for us really just hang our hat on quality and durability um we try to do little things right um put the extra steel where it matters most and make a, a strong 
farmer owned farmer friendly trailer that's going to give them maximum uptime and harvest they're able to pull this trailer into the field um, obviously with that you got some twisting possibly some cracking when you get into that and some extra um, a little twist where you don't want it but you know our trailers are, are built to withstand that and we're, we're proud to, to make a strong trailer that that can really withstand any any harvest conditions yeah it's certainly a different market when you're on the farm versus driving down the highway and you need you need that durability now you mentioned the big grain cart and i think my brother lit up here just a little bit <laughs> brian's a big fan of the grain carts uh talk to us about this one what why are you going bigger i, I mean i think the answer is fairly obvious but uh what are some of those features on there that make it uh, so useful for farmers yeah, for us, you know, we keep asking, when is when is the bigger grain carts? When's it going to slow down? When's it going to stop? I think the answer is we're going to keep going, you know, until that market changes. But for us, you know, this this builds on some some of our newer single auger carts that we unveiled here uh, within the last couple of years. Um, so larger sizes for us, this new grain cart to kind of give it away a little bit. Some of the B trains that we run into, whether it's up in Canada, even some of the Dakotas, um, they've got different. Uh, semi setups where they need that extra capacity where maybe a thousand eleven hundred bushel grain cart just doesn't have enough so this gives them just a little bit more to be able to fill that semi in one load and uh, really once again maximize their uptime as well as their efficiency uh, when traveling throughout the field Talking with John Pettigo with Demco and all this equipment John's been talking about, you'll see at the Ag PhD Field Day. Yes, we definitely have crops. We got a lot of different crops out there, a lot of things going on there. If you just want to look at crops, you sure can. But you're going to have to look past quite a bit of equipment because we got some really cool new things uh, like this great big new grain cart and, and this new side dump trailer that John was just talking about here. John, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on. Look forward to seeing you in a couple days. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on Thursday. You bet. Uh, Brian, uh, one of the topics that I know is going to come up is is just with climate and all the, the things that are going on with carbon and these types of issues. Uh, and there's a, a, a news show on in Ireland, and this one's been going around social media, that uh, an, an expert from Oxford said eating milk, meat, and eggs is an indulgence that we just can't afford anymore and uh, went on to say that we must end our dependence on farming if we're to overcome the realities of climate change. I, I was just shocked. I didn't even know well, how to respond to that. I was just shocked by that. Well, he's exactly right. Because if we stop farming, then we all die because we don't have food. And then the climate change thing, it, it will solve itself. And nobody or, will care. Right. Or we wouldn't know. So, yeah, that's obviously ridiculous. And I, I would just remind this person from Oxford, and anyway, I'm I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, that farming is the answer to the climate change thing, not the problem with it. I, I I mean, take a look sometime where crops are grown, and what the greenhouse gas thing is, oxygen, CO2 levels. You will find very quickly that where crops are grown and farmers do an amazing job of that. You know what we're doing? We're pulling carbon dioxide out of the air. It's amazing that that happens. And then oxygen is released from our crops. You know, like nobody ever knew this. Come on. Get, get a real education. Go to, go to South Dakota State or, you know, University of Nebraska, uh, NDSU, Iowa State, Purdue. Go somewhere where you learn something. Well, 
another article, Brian, that came up, uh, and this this was in uh, the state of Minnesota, and they were talking about uh, the rivers and uh, all the things going on there. And I, I, it just seems like the assault never ends here. And <laughs> well, here's in, the thing: in many I, cases, it doesn't make a lot of sense. As farmers, we have a PR problem, just like this guy from Oxford. I, I mean, come on, that's that's ridiculous to say. Oh, we got to end farming, <laughs> dumb. And then uh, there are some of these newspapers out there, and it's sensationalism, and they just are trying to target farmers always and. So anyway, there there was an article that came out just lately talking about the Crow River, and uh, let's see, they had a there was a great quote here. It said that the tile drainage uh, carries farm chemicals, and state pollution regulators say it's the biggest source of nitrate in the Mississippi, delivering forty three percent of it. That's absolutely wrong, no way. And they talk about adding phosphorus, nitrogen, and sediment. Uh, no. So there are very mixed messages throughout the article confusing a lot of things. So if you put tile on the ground, I will promise you, compared to runoff, you're going to have like no phosphorus coming out. If you dial, if you tile correctly, you have reduced your phosphorus output out of your off your field by like 99.9%. Look up the data. It's out there. And then to say that, oh, we're adding more water with tile lines? No way. What? Just think for a second, logically. When a farmer tiles, what? how does he pay for that tile? The only way the farmer pays for the tiles with increased yield, which means the farmer's going to use more water. There's going to be less water going downstream. It's simple, common sense. People talk about that all the time. But anyway, they've got another quote in here saying uh, from the, this Crow River, it runs to the Mississippi, bringing its share of the pollution, driving the large and growing oxygen-depleted dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico. That is absolutely categorically false. That dead zone is not grown in 100 years. So there's always going to be a dead zone when you've got that much fresh water meeting that much salt water. There's going to be a dead zone. That's the way it goes. And anyway, one of these experts here said there should be a sandy, gravelly mix on the crow's banks and riverbed. Come on, it's a river. You're not going to have a sandy, gravelly mix unless the soil was that way. I mean, the only way to stop sediment erosion in in rivers, and that's been happening since the beginning of time, by the way, the only way you can stop that is just pour cement. So, I mean, if you would like to pour cement in the entire Mississippi River, the Crow River, anything, go for it. So that'll stop the erosion, and then it's done. And But, yeah, as far as this farmers polluting the stuff, and, yeah, one of the things they had in here is farmers over-applying nitrogen. It's like I haven't met a lot of farmers that go, you know what, just for fun, I'm going to put on way more nitrogen than I need so it, it goes away. No way. I can barely get any farmer to, spend, to invest the money I feel they need to raise a decent crop. They're not over-fertilizing. Crazy stuff. Anyway. Yeah, it sure drives is. me nuts. And honestly, that's one of the things that I like about the Ag PhD field day, Brian. I like being around farmers and I like actually looking at, hey, what are our challenges out on the farm? What can we do to get better? How can we be better uh, to the environment? How can we be uh, more profitable and more efficient in our use of our inputs, those types of things? And when you look at a lot of the, the control systems and equipment that we talked about on today's show, man, there is a lot to do. And there are many, many ways that we can improve things on the farm. So looking forward to seeing uh, hopefully you coming up on Thursday, 
That's uh, just in a couple of days here at the Ag PhD Field Day. Just go to agphd.com to find out all the details. Thanks for listening to our show today. Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.